and able to just tell a good story that everyone could relate to and have fun with and just connect with it somehow. That's like my future goal. Like just, just I just love telling stories that could impact someone's life in some way. Welcome everyone to Straight Ahead, an animation podcast where we spotlight rising by POC artists who are the future voices of the animation industry. I am Raymond Ozalanda, one half of your co-host. And I'm Yuki Okamura-Wong, the other half of our whole host. Our guest this week is Justin Bruce Lee. He's a Chinese-American artist working as an associate story artist at Lucasfilm. Uh, would you mind telling us a bit more about yourself? Hi, I'm Justin Bruce Lee, and I just want to thank Ray and Yuki for having me here. It's an honor. Yeah, so yeah, I'm currently an associate story artist for Lucasfilm, and I'm the director for our thesis short film called Firstborn, which is going through the film circuit right now. And besides art, I love to dance, do kung fu, and work out. So the way we like to start off on Straight Ahead is by playing a little game called In Between. Ooh. We're going to, yeah, we're going to give you two similar choices and you have to choose in between the two of them and then let us know why. Okay, let's do it. All right, so you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, I'll start us off with the first question. Would you rather travel with Jackie Chan collecting the 12 talismans <gasps> or with Goku collecting the seven Dragon Balls? Jackie Chan, he's my idol. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Goku's it's too easy, fictional. too easy, Ray. <laughs> Jackie Chan's real. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Jackie Chan from the animated series. Yeah, dude. He's I real, totally Ray. With Jackie Chan. <laughs> with Goku, I'm just going to hear yelling all the time. Ah, over 9,000. <laughs> I can see Ray clutching his heart. He's know, like getting destroyed I, I right now. It's so funny. Don't Ray's be sorry. I'm a big Dragon Ball fan. I knew it. <laughs> no, that's 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 cool. But I, I like I, I like the talismans. Talismans are nice. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Each of them has a different power, but awesome, awesome answer. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good answer. Just uh, sorry. All right, uh, let's go. Next question: Who's a better sidekick, Donkey from Shrek or Mushu from Mulan? Mushu. Oh. <laughs> That's also very easy. Okay, guys, I know, I know, I'm picking all the Asian characters, but no, <laughs> I'd say Mushu is actually very awesome. He's a little dragon. Who doesn't want a little dragon? Donkey, you could get that one easily in the real world. <laughs> and I will. Yeah, love I can find a donkey anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and I will love to hear Eddie Murphy just be, you know, just giving me jokes all the time, right? So yeah. <laughs> but they're both Eddie Murphy. It is both oh, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Okay, okay, um, um, I, oh my gosh, that was a brain fart. Okay, yeah, you're totally right. It's okay. So, but I just like, you know, Mushu, you know, he could fly, but then Donkey could fly, I guess, with his dragon wife. I don't know. Wait, can Mushu fly? I, wait, can he fly? No. Can he fly? He will. Well, if you, in the Mulan movie, he's a phoenix. (laughs) Is that true? Uh. <laughs> I didn't watch the new one. Yes. <laughs> Likewise. But my final answer, I think I would still love to have Mushu. Mm. He's okay. really cool. So thanks, Justin, for playing. Yeah, great. Thanks for that. playing. Thank you. Hope you had a wonderful that time. Was fun. 
So you're currently an associate story artist at Lucasfilm. For those that may not be familiar, can you explain what is it that you do as an associate story artist? So yeah, as an associate story artist at Lucasfilm, what I do, I get assigned sequences for an episode for for the for one of the Lucasfilm shows that my director will give me, and then uh, we don't do your traditional two D storyboards. We do three D previs. So it's like 3D storyboards mm-hmm. and we're using their proprietary software. And what's really cool, it's basically, uh, a down ver- it's like an easier version of Maya. So it's really easy oh. to do 3D animation on it to, to move the characters. And then you could put 3D cameras in it. And that's how we start shooting and making it, you know, making our animatic for as a story artist. And then on the side, we, a lot of us story artists, we also do, you know, scratch voices or temp voices for the episode. So that's always fun to practice our voice acting just for the hell of it. But yeah, (laughs) it's really a really fun experience. So yeah, that's all. That's what associate story artists do. Just storyboard, but in 3D. That's really cool. So do you do any drawing at all? Or is it like... Yeah. So, I mean, the only time we could draw, like just to, you know, for us to draw is uh, during the thumbnail a phase of storyboarding so when we get the script the director will like us to you know write up write out a beat list to see if we're going in the right direction and usually drawing thumbnails or or taking screenshots in the proprietary software will really help sell your idea to the director but there's not like um so like normally in in tune boom right you would uh draw or anything so, I so there's know no actual like that well, during star wars rebels they used to do Toon Boom, but now we're back mm. into the proprietary software. So yeah, there's rarely any drawing. But you know, even though I really miss drawing, but with the proprietary software, it's, it's I think it's really nice to have because uh because the software is meant to be like for even live action uh filmmakers to just come and start also storyboarding if they you know if they're like a guest director or something you know back in the mm-hmm. original clone wars series you would have guest directors and so like even though you don't have an animation background you kind of like if you just learn the software yeah anyone could really do this job it's just all about it's like they don't want the story they just like have anyone who's a storyteller tell their story with the software so it's really nice so like i don't have to worry about perspective and character drawings even though <laughs> i want to keep practicing on that and you know just for the future like jobs and stuff but yeah but i think it's it's like one yeah it's like my favorite software right now to to tell a story that's awesome so because you're kind of using like the 3d models it's kind of like very previs uh very previs as do you feel like a- yeah it's really previs yeah so actually, really quickly, before we kind of go forward, uh, for those that may not know, previs is short for pre-visualization. It's actually a pretty common live action technique that they use. Basically, what it is, is that in live action, when they're trying to plan out a complicated action sequence or like a complicated scene uh, that they kind of want to figure out how it exactly play out, they actually build it in 3D first. So they build out the set, they, imp- they import the characters, and they kind of shoot it in 3D to kind of see how it looked like in live action when they film it in real life. And something that's really cool um, that you're doing, Justin, is that's basically what you're kind of doing as an associate story. Is your uh, Lucas really likes using and taking influence from like live action and live action techniques and implementing it into that project. So being an associate story, you're you're importing the characters into your sequence. Uh, you're making them, you're blocking them out throughout, kind of, and then implementing cameras, kind of shoot it, trying to see the best angle, trying to tell the story in that way. And that's actually a pretty cool, unique thing that 
I feel like not a lot of people are aware of or it's another way of boarding that that kind of happens at Lucas. So I think that's actually uh, pretty cool. Do you feel like kind of like a kid playing with like toys as you're kind of posing them out in that space? Yeah, no, it's seriously like being a kid again, playing with action figures and like you just make a whole stage play or like, you know, put all your keyframes or how do I say put all your poses Right. And then and then the software will animate it, you know, give your in-betweens and stuff. And then after you do your whole stage play, then you could put all your 3D cameras in there and start shooting like it's live action. So what's really nice, like as a story artist, you're like your own little director, like you're directing in a real it's like a live action set. You just you already have the 3D model of the backgrounds and all the 3D carry. You just move it around and then you just start filming it. So it's really nice. Mm. Kind of fills my void because I also like filming in live action or I always wanted to practice on that. So it really helps me understand the terminologies too as a live action, like as a live action filmmaker, because yeah, they rich. Yeah. With Star Wars, they would always want you to also have like, it's like you're really basically filming in live action. So you got to learn all the terminologies. So it's really nice. And you've done live action before, so like uh, I mean, you have a few short a films one. that we've seen. <laughs> well, no, I guess not. But like, do you feel like that experience really helps you kind of uh, marry those two ideas of like three D animation plus the direction of like a live action camel moving? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like with Star Wars, uh, like a rule I learned is like they want you to like, can you film this? Like, they don't want you to do any crazy camera moves shots mm-hmm. because the rule is like, but it's like, can you film this? If it's real life. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's true. So you don't want to be too chaotic. Like in certain animes, they want to make it grounded. Like you're actually the cameraman in the actual set filming it. So stuff like that. But yeah, like from Lucasfilm, it really helped me film my short film I did for Campus Movie Fest. It was called More Than Just a Friend. And it was live action mixed with a 2D animation. So yeah, mm-hmm. just knowing my lenses or knowing like a close up medium shop and all that stuff really helped me to do that short. Yeah. And I had my friend Alex Gonzalez, who was my uh, cinematographer, really helped me. So it's just it was nice talking to, because so he was my friend when we went to Cannes. And now it's kind of cool when we're making that short. Now I know his terminology of live action now. So it was just fun making that short. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Dude, man, that's really cool. Thank you, man. So in 2018, you got your first internship at Lucas as a story intern. How was that experience and how did it differ uh, from what you do now? So yeah, the 2018 internship, it was called the Jedi Academy and I love that name so much. So I always feel like a Padawan. And so what's, yeah, it's basically, I do everything that I learned from the internship to what I'm doing right now with the associate story artist position. But what's different. So once we, you know, get settled on the first day, the, yeah, our, we meet our directors and we meet the whole team. So it's great to, and then to give us like everyone in the pipeline give us a whole presentation of how everything works. So it's really awesome to experience. And it's good to take notes, you know, as an intern, just to know every, you know, just to record everything that you learn and stuff. And so after that, then that's where our, I had Vaughn, which is Ray's, uh, one of Ray's directors right now. Uh, he was my <laughs> yep. mentor and he's a great, so I always call him Master Vaughn. And he was the one who taught me, like all the previous software stuff. So, and he gave me all these exercises to do. So it really helped me learn how to mm. film like Star Wars. And then I got to thank my directors, uh, Saul Riaz and uh, Nathaniel Villanueva, who are my directors. And they taught me a lot about filmmaking too. So it's just like, we're able to work one-on-one with our directors. And I switch because there was two directors in Clone Wars. So I switched between the two to, to learn from them. 
And yeah, and our stuff actually, you know, we're actually working on the real show. So it was the last season of Stars of the Clone Wars. So that was such a awesome experience. So while we're doing that too, our uh, intern coordinator, Erin, gave us, she, yeah, she's able to organize all these other presentations for us from all the different divisions of Lucasfilm and give us like, and give us a presentation of what they do. So it's really cool. And we also do fun field trips. So we visited the Skywalker Ranch in Lucas Valley Road and we visited Pixar. So that was really fun. So yeah, the intern program is really, you learn a lot from it and you also have fun too at the same time because you also will hang out with the other intern friends and just start making some friendship, you know, that you will never forget. So I'm always grateful for that internship program because it really opened my path, my career path. Mm, totally. Dude, yeah, that's really awesome. Sounds like it was a very enriching and wonderful experience for you. Thank you. So uh, one of the things I'm also like really interested in, because like you have like actually a pretty cool story that I want to dive deeper into. So this is going to be a beefy question. So after your first internship at Lucasfilm, yeah, you got a job offer while still being a full-time student. And you made the decision to take a semester off school to pursue this. So mm -hmm. I, ha I kind of have like a three-part question. One, how was that transition for you from being a student one second to an industry professional the next? Oh, right, yeah. The transition from being a student to, yeah, industry professional, it didn't feel real during the time like industry professional shoot i'm still a student <laughs> but yeah it was a it was an exciting time where it's like you know i'm just trying to do a, a sufficient job during the internship i'm trying to you know just learn and i was happy they were offering me to continue to work on the last season of clone wars and yeah they gave me the that position of associate story artist so I was like, oh, shoot, but I'm about to start school. So I didn't know. But when I was researching, since I was like in the beginning of college, I actually took more classes, you know, all my GEs. I took like extra two classes or ex an extra class. So I was actually ahead of the game on my roadmap of graduating on time still. So that semester, if I took that semester off, I would actually still graduate on time. So I was like, you know what, what then I want to do this associate story artist. It really helped build up my resume and be, you know, be a part of the last season of Clone Wars as a Star Wars fan. So that's when I, yeah, it's like, since if everything's going to work out, I'm going to do it. So that's why I did. Okay. That's awesome. So yeah, you kind of touched on like that second part already is that I feel like that's such a big decision to make, not only uh, deciding to like take that semester off to pursue it, but what made you decide to come back to school? Because it seems like you knew you were going to come back. You knew you're only going to take a semester mm -hmm. off. I feel like yeah. most people probably would not have made the same choice because we've had. Yeah, um, for sure. Because we've had people in the San Jose State program like, oh, for those that don't know, all of us three are from San Jose State. Uh, Justin Bruce Lee is a San Jose State uh, alum that just graduated in 2020, right? 2020, <laughs> spring 2020, yeah. COVID yeah. times. But <laughs> well, uh, Yuki and I had a couple of friends who graduated early or dropped school to pursue a career in the industry. And this worked out great for them. They And yeah. they're happy and they didn't look back. But yeah, you made a decision to come back to school and finish. How come? I mean, the main reason I went back to school is, you know, it's like I promised my mom I would get my degree, right? Because it's still like mm -hmm. a great accomplishment to even get into the animation illustration program for San Jose State. It's such a big accomplishment. And I always wanted my degree 
that specifically says animation illustration. So it's just a, a big goal that I want to do and it's for mm-hmm. my mom. But also like with Lucasfilm, talking to my uh, the HR from, you know, Disney HR, they were telling me, you know, you should finish your um, college and get that degree. So mm-hmm. and so I really took that to heart. So, yeah, I, I, want, I want to finish college and it will help me in the future. Like when I go back to Lucasfilm, get like, you know, better position maybe or like I won't get lower downgraded down because like if maybe if I weren't to go to college, I think I'll still be a storyboard assistant. So having mm-hmm. a degree will help me go to a position I want in Lucasfilm. So, yeah, they were just it's like it's kind of nice to know, like. Like having a degree is still it's worth something, especially with Disney. They I think they really encourage for everyone to finish college. But still, like it's just a different path for everyone. Like everyone succeed. Yeah, people will succeed without that degree. But during the time, I think it's just a great opportunity to get my degree. And, you know, I feel accomplished. I I finished what I wanted to do and I'm back at Lucasfilm. So I, I feel accomplished doing both. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't, it's like, I don't want to live with any regrets for myself. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I think that's a good thing to keep in mind too. Like, obviously it's different for like per company, but for such a big company like Disney, I think sometimes they look at uh, things outside of like your artistic skills, such as like degree and things like that. And that can help you in the future. Like, when uh negotiating like better contracts yeah better, better position, yeah exactly those negotiating kinds of things. better yeah. contract that's basically yeah, yeah so like, like it's like you have that in your bag mm-hmm. you know you have it in your artini- artillery oh my gosh I can't artillery say, artillery arsenal like, arsenal arsenal yes yeah <laughs> are, you, are, you, are, you gonna, are you trying to say itinerary because that's a different thing you know i am not good with english since i was little <laughs> <laughs> and that's always been my problem. Like, I remember my roommate, David, always said, Justin, you always know how to mispronounce words that you, we, don't even, we don't even know how to mispronounce that. <laughs> you always know how to mispronounce words. <laughs> that is like, you shouldn't even mispronounce. I was like, I'm sorry. So that's my skill. Yeah, that's my other skill. It's mispronouncing a word that you'll never expect you can mispronounce. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, it's just like yeah, you, you have... You could better negotiate by like for a better contract too with that degree. That's what like Disney HR will teach me. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing to know. So the final part of this three part question. Sorry that this one was beefy, but this is something that I'm like truly interested in. Is that no? It's fine. How, now, how was that transition back from working full time as an associate story artist to being a full time student? Did it feel different? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, during the time, yeah, it did feel different, but. It's like I just continued my chapter of college, which is it's like it's like I traveled to the future, got a good taste of it, then I went back. So it's like, <laughs> and but what I'm really thankful from working at Lucasfilm, it really taught me so much uh, about storyboarding and filmmaking. So it really helped me apply what I learned to my thesis film, uh, Firstborn, and my storyboard assignments with Davey uh, as my professor. So it's, yeah, it's like it, it, gave, it gave me like a good head start or just it helped me uh, not be behind in my classwork mm-hmm. since I missed the semester. So it really helped a lot, especially with 3D animation too, since I was learning previs. So yeah, I, I just, I didn't feel like I was behind or anything. I'm just, I'm just continuing where I, w- I left off. Okay, that's really that's really cool. Cause yeah, like even though uh, you weren't necessarily drawing as much being an associate story artist, because it's like 
pre-visual development. You were still building some form of mileage and some form of knowledge, especially exactly. if you're storyboarding, whether it's previs or like actually, uh, you know, drawing it out. You're still learning cinematography. You're still learning how to how to string together exactly. your shots and stuff like that and composition. So I can I can only imagine how much knowledge and experience you gain from that short time at Lucas when returning back to school. Yeah. And you already touched actually, on it. You did bring it up though. I actually that's what the difference was. I was so into 3D. It was I was actually <laughs> catching up with my 2D drawings. There you go, right? You reminded me of that struggle. <laughs> it was a struggle. It was. But that's why I was grateful to go back to school so I could keep practicing again with my 2D. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Uh so you you touched you touched on that already, but one of the things you did when you came back was that you directed the short film titled Firstborn. Yeah. And for those that may not know what it is, Firstborn is a film Justin directed about a boy named Arthur who is always I guess in the shadow of his younger sister, Aurora, and just yep. trying to prove to his father that he can be just as good. Yeah. And so can you tell us what inspired that story? Yeah. So what inspired the story is my animation supervisor and co-writer, Eric Bertolfo. He, uh, one day he, he, he came back from LA and was telling me this story of how, like what he was feeling. I was like, oh yeah, okay, let's hear the story. And so he just said like, they were at a dinner, I believe, and his younger sister, you know, she's doing well in dance competitions and all that. And then, you know, she told like, uh, you know, I think, yeah, I guess I'm number one in the class academic wise. So like everyone's congratulating her, you know, and there was, you know, like, oh, just a note. The whole family of Eric's, they all love each other. So there's no, we, in the first one, we <laughs> exaggerated the shit out of it. So it's not as bad. Like it's not based on real, real life. But anyway, getting back to it. Um <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, congratulating uh, Eric's little sister. And then Eric's mom just w- looked at Eric and said like, you know, Eric, you know, it's okay to not be number one. And then Eric, like, like damn, you know, you, you just like, threw like, attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like the, you know, it's like, I think as having that pressure of being the firstborn, you know, you want to succeed, you know, mm. and, and mm-hmm. prove yourself to your parents. So, but Oh, Eric's totally doing that. So, like, that's not an issue right now. But I just, like, you know, I think hearing that story, I think everyone, everyone could relate to that. Especially, you know, so a lot a lot of us wants to prove something to our parents that we are worth it or, like, we could do anything we want, right? And make them proud. Mm-hmm. So, I think we wanted to do that. And also, I think a lot of siblings, like, a lot of people with siblings, they have that tendency of comparing to each other. Like, with David, mm-hmm. my art director, David Deba, and he had his twin brother, you know, they're always competing with each other. So, it was good that, like, everyone in the team could relate to it somehow so we could all have that passion. And me, you know, I'm the only child. So, just me having, like, you know, I always wanted, like, a little sister, right? So, it helped bring that kind of like story like this is like with firstborn this is the relationship i want with my little sister right just a good relationship Mm -hmm. someone like yeah Mm -hmm. like my little sister supporting me and what i do so that's what we really want to show through this uh short so like yeah we're just trying to show like a really strong sibling love i don't want that stereotype i guess in some you know a lot of movies where you see the siblings always arguing with each other i just Mm -hmm. want this relationship where you know it's like oh this is the goal of being siblings so we're really trying to put that in the short and yeah, the short is really just, teach- I just want to, you know, show like, you don't always need your parents approval to do what you want. Just having someone you love, like your sister, your brother, or your friends, or anyone you consider family, if you just, if they gave you support, then that's all you need. 
So like you don't always have to do what your parents want you to be, you know, like as in, you know, the stereotype as in as a Asian American, you know, I want you to be a doctor, a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be yeah, a nurse or something. So I was like, I'm I'm grateful. Yeah, you don't always have to, you know, just I just want everyone to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. What's their passion? And you will be happy in life when you do something you want to do. And, you know, just don't give up on it. And that's what we're trying to show through that short. Yeah. I really like that. The relationship between the brother and sister. Oh, thank you are, so much. It's very loving. Like, mm-hmm. I I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And in the film, I feel like it's exp- like explicitly the um the parent doesn't necessarily like isn't necessarily mean (laughs) to arthur but um you can see it because like they've hung up like all of aurora's number one trophies and (laughs) all of her accomplishments has a a freaking participation certificate i know (laughs) well like (laughs) and it's like it's okay okay. anyone watches (laughs) the story you 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 put a i put a stupid message even the certificate even said Better luck next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of harsh, but I feel like, I mean, just participating or just doing things mm-hmm. and accomplishing as much as you can individually, I feel like it's something you can be proud of. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, accepting love from like wherever it, it's given, like it, his sister's very supportive. So it's like, oh yeah, you know, that there is somebody who believes in you. It doesn't have to be your parents. Exactly. I think exactly. It's, it's a very nice short and it's beautiful. There's some really cool fucking like effects and martial arts it's oh, oh thank you please watch it please thank watch you so it. much it means a lot it means a lot yeah dude so uh why did you de- decide to tell that story through the lens of kung fu oh yes yeah to finish that story of yeah so since we're telling like eric's like it's inspired by eric's story i wanted to make something from my experience was so back in high school i did kung fu competitions and i love to do kung fu and I, I actually went back doing Kung Fu that year just to get back into it. But with COVID, I didn't go for a while again. And he, mm. But <laughs> yeah, I just always love Kung Fu. And I want to put that in a short because I remember me, Eric, we wanted also explore action with San Jose State because I think I just want to do some kind of Kung Fu project or any action project for San Jose State mm-hmm. because before firstborn we're just like we're like even thinking about doing superheroes or some kind of action like that but i thought like when i heard eric's story is like you know that's really personal i really like that and i think a lot of people connect with it and instead of like uh eric's sister doing dance competition why not make it kung fu so it's now like action right and Mm -hmm. that's what yeah that's how we got that inspiration awesome and then what is it about kung fu that you enjoy like why like you you touched you touched on already but like like, what is it about Kung Fu that, Yeah, like, you I really just, like about yeah, it? Yeah, so, I mean, ever since I was little, my dad been introducing me to Kung Fu movies and Kung Fu animation, and i just been in love with it. So, yeah, I first fell in love with Jackie Chan, but then now I'm a, a giant, giant Bruce Lee fan, and that's my middle name, so I have to. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't and, imagine where that came from. Yeah, but no, I just love the sport. It really, it's like how Bruce Lee said, it's like, it's a way of expressing yourself. So I always love that about Kung Fu. And, you know, it's just, I always like learning also how to defend myself in any situation too, during the time, you know, like, like before high school, I was in a Christian school called Cornerstone Academy. So I just want to prepare myself when I go to a public high school and I'm luckily (laughs) didn't ever get into a conflict like that. So I'm happy. 
yeah, with kung fu, I just love the beauty of it. The the, the, the yeah, it's just a beautiful form to express yourself. Yeah, I just love how it looks, and I just love it in watching movies. It's just it really always amazed me, especially like watching um yeah all the Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, Jet Li movie, Donnie Yen, and mm-hmm. oh, I just love watching Legend of Korra for just. The kung fu in that is so amazing. It's so like it was during high school, so it really inspired me. Like this is what I want to do. Just mm-hmm. and also, yeah, my dad. You know, he is in the industry and he does a lot of action too. It's just watching his storyboards and what he does, it just really inspired me too. So, yeah, for anybody who's who's been lucky enough to have seen Firstborn, it really shows in the film that you guys do have an understanding of kung fu and you guys do a good job representing it well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's based on a a set that I used to do in my Kung Fu competitions. It's called Nam Kern. I'm sorry if my Chinese is really bad. See, it's so bad where I'm not good <laughs> at English or my Chinese. So it's like, I'm just in between. Anyway. It's all right. It feels bad. <laughs> it's all good. But it's a, it's a, it's, it's a Southern style. I think it's a wushu when, when I was wow. researching more about it. But yeah, it's a, it's a, but my teacher, my instructor, Richard Ao, he really taught me so much with that set. And I was able to win a gold medal through that. So I really, Aww. and then, you know, and then it's able, we're easily could film that reference because I could do it. So that's why we yeah. chose to do that set too. And if you actually, when I look carefully too, even Samurai Jack in one episode, they did that set a little bit. So that, you oh, know what? Same one. <laughs> yeah. It's those two Shallon monks. And it's like, Hey, that's the set I did. It's like the beginning form of that set. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like, so this is, I want to make it more popular again. So yeah. Dude, that's awesome. And like, uh, what's super crazy is that, uh, like Yuki mentioned, like people should go see it. And it's so weird because it isn't widely available to the public, but no. at the same time, it is widely available just because it's been so, uh, just because it's been accepted to so many film festivals. Like, Firstborn is doing so amazing on the film circuit. Like, how no, do thanks. you feel seeing your, seeing, seeing the project directed being showcased all around the world? Yeah, well, me and the team, I just want to thank the team again for putting all their hard work because I couldn't have done it without them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just unbelievable. And we're truly grateful and honored to to have all these festivals want to select our film to be shown. But I mean, yeah, it's like, so yeah, we've been attending all these online festivals. I got to say, it doesn't, you know, I, I real, I'm truly grateful for it. And it's still a great experience. But, you know, part of me still wish it was in person so I could meet everyone, you know, and see. Because mm-hmm. I still haven't seen our film, like, on a big screen yet. It's always been my computer screen so far. So I was like, you know, I, I, I'm still waiting for that day to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, it's just, but it's still unbelievable. I guess just not being there physically at the festival it sometimes doesn't feel real. So I'm just going with the flow, but in the end, it still yeah makes the whole team happy that our work wasn't for nothing. You know, we work really hard for it, and I'm happy it's you know we're getting some recognition for it. So I'm truly grateful for that. And again, I'm also really proud of all the other short films from San Jose State, and they're doing great too on the film festival circuit. So I'm just happy yeah. that all you know. Even Yuki and Ray, you know, we're all representing San Jose State. I think we're all doing pretty good. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about your experience in like applying to the film circuit? And yeah. like, did you focus more of your energy towards film festivals that like emphasize Asian Americans or mm-hmm. like uh, uh, martial arts films or anything? Have you found any film festivals that are like maybe don't usually have animation, but that you were able to access because yeah. you are doing like uh, martial arts in that sort? 
Yeah, let me see at the top of my head. Yeah, so yeah, we applied to a lot of Asian American kind of like festivals and action. Yeah, Mm -hmm. a lot of festivals like that. So like one we recently were able to win an award was called Urban Action Showcase, and it's owned by Warner Warner Media. So that was really cool. So on that online festival, you see all these awesome action stars, especially everyone from uh. The Last Dragon, which is a Bruce Lee like fan film based, and it's not a fan film, but it's like it's like this this character is a big Bruce Lee fan, so it's really mm-hmm. fun. And then we got into Toronto Real Asian Festival, the Philadelphia Asian American Festival, the Los Angeles Asian. Yeah, we did. I think yeah, it's really we're grateful that we got into these Asian American film festivals and action ones. We got into this one called Chinese American Film Festival, and mm-hmm. I didn't know it was that big during the time because then when I saw the online festival I saw Christopher Nolan accepting his award and Jackie Chan and Donnie Yen and all these other filmmakers it's like whoa yeah so and then we're like so it was cool that we're with one of the ringling I think us and a ringling short called Box Assassin which everyone should watch oh I've seen that That yeah we both got into the the Chinese American Film Festival so I was like oh this is pretty legit I don't know it was a cool (laughs) feeling during the time and then we also applied for film festival we also apply a lot locally so got the San Francisco another hole another hole in the head and and I think we recently won best best animated short so that was really cool a treat and then we able to win won the top 30 winners for CSU Media Art. So that was cool, like, with all the college state universities. But that's, a lot of that's good. Like, you you applied to so many Yeah, uh, so, yeah, festivals. like, yeah, for just a tip for everyone who's applying for film festivals, apply for film festival that applies to your film. And especially, just go for the big ones like we did. We went for the student Oscars, the... Any any of those film festivals that says Oscar qualifying, just for the hell of it. Uh, <laughs> the Palm Spring International Shorts... We also mm. apply for the Holly Shorts. There's so many film festivals. So yeah, like I have a whole list on my film. Yeah. yeah use Film Freeway to apply for the film festivals. That's the easiest way and it's really great. So yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, we, I think we, <laughs> I gotta say, we applied to a lot of film festivals. And yeah, because we've been, me, Dave and Eric, been forking our own money now so we i think we applied for like 130 film festivals kind of crazy but it's crazy because i also have my associate producer who's my girlfriend also brianna flores she really helped us a lot getting all these film festivals that are free also so she really helped yeah she helped like getting all of our film festivals especially yeah and help us get selected too so it's really i'm thankful for her too for doing that for us so yeah, having a good producer is also really essential to uh mm. to an animated short film or film or in general. Yes. Thank your production team. Production team <laughs> always. <laughs> they are so yeah, essential to the whole pipeline. So how was that experience? because uh, you already touched on it a bit. It's directing for Spawn. I know you've directed and done other short films before this project, but probably not at this scale, correct? Like this is probably the time you've directed a large group of people directing a full VizDev team, yeah. a full animation team, and uh, I would I was I would assume a story team. But like, yeah, how did you how did you direct a project at that scale? It was such a interesting, most rewarding and challenging experience 
of my life because yeah I never directed a big team before I mean before it was just me and Eric and I didn't think anything of it we were not even going to have like color and t- until it's just the kung fu it's going to be like black and white it's like we're just got to finish you this mean? freaking project just to graduate oh no, dude the color is so good <laughs> anyway keep yeah. going sorry and all the colors by David Deba and you know he loves those shout outs because I want him to get his work recognized but then so yeah after that it's like it was just me and Eric it's like oh man we're just doing by ourselves and then I was luckily then Dave or yeah, David Debo was able to join us. So that really helped a lot because he freaking was a uh, he's MVP. You know, he did all the backgrounds with the, his visual development team. But he like 3D modeled the whole Kung Fu tournament stage and all that stuff. And he did the colors and did all the compositing. So, yeah, it was really like I never expected Firstborn to be that. So I've always got to thank David for making that happen to bring all these colors into the short but yeah directing a big team yeah i think i just like i just love working with other people and collaborating so it's just a nice experience like i didn't have any drama at all so i'm grateful for that we're just you know working together with all the underclassmen who want to help us animate and just like you know we meet every week just talking and just critiquing and you know we're i mean we're all going on a fast pace because i remember like a lot of our advisors they, they were kind of worried that we might not finish, especially for what we're trying to go for. But mm-hmm. you know what? Me, Dave, and Eric will stay up like all night till three in the morning or whatever every day just to finish it. Like like that whole year, we didn't have a life at all. Especially that's why <laughs> during, you know, COVID-19, it's just a, a, a sad time for everyone. But sometimes, you know, during these sad times, you got to find something to be positive, you know, to keep your spirits up and... Or find a silver lining. So, like, I think sometimes COVID-19 is a silver lining for us. Because I think without the pandemic and the shutdown not, not being, out, you know, being locked at home, it really helped us finish the show. Because without that, we wouldn't have finished. Because, you know, us, as college students, we want to go out more <laughs> and, and just celebrate <laughs> our graduation and stuff like that. But, yeah, with the pandemic we were we were able to just concentrate on finishing the short film without any distraction because there's nothing else to do at home right but finish the short film so it really helped us and yeah just i'm thankful like oh and we also had shrunken hemant or soundsy state alumni to help us so i really gotta thank them to help us too especially ray uh <laughs> yeah it's just having all the help and just collaborating yeah just it was just such a interesting experience but i think why i just learned also, just really be organized with everything and just have a schedule. Be on, yeah, just make a schedule and be on time. Don't lag. Yeah. And I just did my work. Everyone did their work. So yeah, it's just, yeah, we just all worked together and, and we made this thing. So I'm really happy and grateful for that. Honestly, it's pretty obvious that you're a, you're a storyteller. Could you tell us and speak on how, how your cultural background has influenced your stories that you tell? Yeah, it really influenced. Like my storytelling a lot because back then as a kid, I didn't see a lot of like in at least in Hollywood or in America, didn't see a lot of representation for Asian Americans or it's like we're not seen in a positive light at time or we're just a joke. So I always want to bring that representation to the screen. So, you know, you know, so we have the proper representation for Asian Americans. But, you know, just growing up, though, I just want this goal. Like, I guess my goal now is like I want to give equal representation for every community. So no one ever feels left out and feels represented on the screen. So like, hopefully in my future projects, I, you know, includes, you know, all kind of diversity. So if I were to make a superhero TV series or something, it's going to be 
every community, you know. I'm doing, I think I'm doing too much Asian. And a lot of times, sometimes my main characters is just like me because I guess <laughs> I always want to, I, because, you know, my other passion, I always love to act and do live action. And so if I'm like not on the screen at times, you know, in live action, I like to be there at least as a 2D character or something. Uh, it's just <laughs> it's a bad tendency, but that's my other passion at times. But I'm going to diverse more and go outside of Asian American stuff and, and learn other cultures and do it the proper way of representing them. Totally. So what do you see yourself doing in the future? What are your future aspirations in this industry? My future aspiration is to be rich and be at home. Just kidding. No, that's well, not it. Well, you can't be rich money. if you're in animation. Just money. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing art for my passion. I'm doing it for for the money. Duh. No. Duh. Just, duh. No. Uh. Yeah. I mean, like a future, future goal. Uh, I really just. I would love to run a show one day or direct a film, and able to just tell a good story that everyone could relate to and have fun with, and just connect with it somehow that's like my future goal like just just, i just love telling stories Mm -hmm. that could impact someone's life in some way and honestly from like your body of work that you that you've already accumulated at such a young age i think you're heading in the right direction with that i think thank you man i'd love to see it yeah yeah because like i remember yeah my my first short is just all about love man like during the time it's just about the the first love and then the friend zone love and now we're at the sibling love so the next love <laughs> give me i'm all ears i'm ready for the next kind of love <laughs> yeah i think like i know this might because like i remember my first short gelatin it was supposed to be like a birthday gift for my ex-girlfriend during the time because I, I didn't have money as an animation student so i just trying to do like a love story uh how we got together and then you know we broke up and then it's like you know i'm gonna finish this just for the hell of it but and then i didn't expect it to have that kind of reaction like people actually liked this it. like oh that's cool so and then the i got a lot of friend zoning after my ex-girlfriend so i wanted to put that passion into a shorts and yeah <laughs> then i made more than just a friend and it was great and i made it with my current girlfriend as my lead actress so that was really fun and then with firstborn you know just eric and my kung fu so yeah why well, just learn for people who are making short films or films in general yeah always do a story that you feel passionate about Something you could relate to, especially from your own experience. I mean, as a story artist, that's what a lot of people, a lot of recruiters or a lot of directors are looking for. It's like telling your own, like wanting to see your story when they see it in your portfolio. So really, yeah, I think that's what really helped me like doing those shorts, helped me get my Lucasfilm job. No, that's awesome. And it, uh, I totally agree with you. I think you've already kind of sprinkled a lot of uh, helpful and helpful advice throughout oh, this entire cast. But just Thank to kind of like wrap yeah. it up, what, any, any final advice you would give for uh, students that want to pursue a career in this industry? Yeah, so my advice I will give to all the future animators or storyboard or visual development artists, um, just draw from life, get your sketchbook, don't always be on your phone, which I am a hypocrite. I'm always on my phone. But hey, that's a <laughs> don't do what I do. Do what I, yeah, that's a, but 
Just, do do yeah. as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like always keep drawing, which you you know I always trying to do. And also, like when you're feeling down stuff during during animation stuff, always go back to watching your favorite shows and movies that inspired you as an artist to remind you why you want to do this. So that really helps a lot. So that's what happened with us with Firstborn. You know, we always have our breaks and watch a good animated movie or show to keep inspiring us. For everyone at school, oh, never neglect any of your animation classes, even if it's uh, for painting, 3D modeling, 3D animation, 2D animation, storyboarding. They're all going to apply for you in life. So like, because as a story artist right now, Lucasfilm, see, it's like if I didn't work hard on my 3D animation classes, even though I know I'm not going to do this, it really helped me a lot to do previs as a storyteller. So you never know what these classes will help you in life. So like, that's my Really big tip is just never neglect any of your classes. We'll always work hard in every class you're doing that is in the animation industry or that's going to be in the animation industry. Because even like for me, at least as a storyboard artist, everything really applies. Like painting, if you're good at painting, it really helps you to put those uh, values in your storyboards and know how to draw backgrounds and perspective. And then 2D animation, like when you're doing action for storyboarding, you're basically animating it. So it really helps a lot mm-hmm. when you really try hard in 2D animation. Then with 3D and stuff, you know, you could do previs as a storyteller, or you could make your own reference for storyboarding when you're posing or something in 3D space when you need like a reference for yourself. And, and then, yeah. And then Blender, it gives you that possibility of doing 2D in a 3D space. So, you know, everything mm-hmm. just complements each other. And then, you know, even as a visual development artist, if you just learn, storyboarding and composition it helps you with your composition so everyone just seriously compliment each other and just never neglect any of your classes and now if i told my high school self really learn all your general education because as a storyteller you need logic and being smart is really good as a storyteller because you want logic and there's so many people who has a lot of critiques you know who always you know bash on your work they're always going to find those logic stuff like so i just think like for me i always try to get that mindset like everything i'm doing right now i know it's going to help me in some way if it's math it's going to help me with like 3d animation numbers or like if it's science it's going to help me with with my physics and logic when i'm doing star wars and then when i'm doing Everything will apply English, especially English. What George Lucas say, you can't be a good director if you're not a good writer. It's like, mm-hmm. that's true. And for Firstborn, I wrote a screen, you know, I even wrote a screenplay just to have it all planned. So learning, you see, everything complements each other in every way. So yeah, be the avatar of The Last Airbender. <laughs> just learn everything and make it you. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry for talking a lot. No, you're fantastic. Um, where can our listeners find you? And is there anything else you want to plug at this time? Okay, so you can find me on Instagram as Just Believe. It's spelled as J-U-S-T-B-L-E-E-V-E. Or you can just type in Justin Bruce, so you'll find that stuff. And then I just created a TikToks as Just Believe, too. You want to see my stupid videos? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just find me on those. And YouTube, I'm just Justin Bruce Lee. Excellent. For our audience, if you enjoyed our time with Justin here, please rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune in. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at StraightAheadAP. Let us know your response to today's in-between questions. Or if you have any suggestions for future in-between questions, contact us on social media or send us an email at straightaheadpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for guests, 
Please tweet at us. We love discovering new artists and want to use this platform to boost these voices of the future. And finally, a big thanks to our music composer, Daniel Rodier. Thank you, Daniel. And thank you again for all your work for Firstborn, too. <laughs> He's amazing. Thanks again for listening. And thank you once again to our guest who has a bright future straight ahead. Until next week, have a wonderful day. Bye. 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 May the force be with you, everyone. Ha, 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 ha.